0: Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Erin Sarah's Podcast. Okay, guys, we have... Well, there's no we. It's just me. I... It's just Aaron here. Sarah is on her flight home from Germany, probably in first class, and lying about it. Um... So today it is just me and Gabby Bernstein. We had her on recently and I will admit that I did listen to the episode, even though it was about manifesting. I did give Sarah that download and I did really enjoy it. And so Gabby and I decided to do one, the two of us. Um, Spoiler alert, I don't cry. Uh, So if you're looking for tears, this is not the place to come. But I do open up. And I hope nobody will use that against me in the future. Um, and Gabby's awesome. She's an she's a author of many books. She is very highly regarded. She helps people get closer to the things that they want, figure out what it is that they want. And release, let go, and give it up to the universe. Or as Carrie Underwood would say, let Jesus take the wheel. Enjoy. Hi. Hi, Aaron. How are you? So excited to officially meet you. I was gonna say we've never talked before, have we?
1: We haven't, but it's so strange how we live in this world where I feel like we're best friends, and I know you. Um, we share your best friend is a good friend of mine, so that helps. But um, yeah, no, I feel like I know you.
0: Well, I feel like I know you too. A girlfriend of mine named Michelle talked to me about you a couple of years ago, and she was obsessed with <clears throat> one of your books and felt like it changed her life, and there, I don't know why there's something about like manifesting that has really always been intimidating to me. And it's like, I'm scared to, I'm almost scared to, um, like wish for the best, you know, just in case it doesn't work out. And so I did not go get the book that she told me to get. And I did not do the thing she told me. Cause it was like, I don't even want to put the possibility out there and then fail at it
1: you know? Ooh, okay, that's big. Okay, upper it's like an upper limiting kind of mentality. I think so. Yeah. If I put it it's similar your sister uh that that Sarah girl that we yes. talked with last time. Um that one. I know there are many. By the way, um, it was
0: a very emotional episode for her. I was glad I wasn't there for it because I think that sometimes it's hard for us to be vulnerable like that. For sure, for Sarah and I, it's very uncomfortable for us to be vulnerable around each other. So I was really happy that I was able to step back and give her the space to be with someone like Jen, who's very like softening for Sarah,
1: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that
0: she was able to be that vulnerable.
1: It was go- it was gorgeous. And it was so beautiful to be in the presence of her vulnerability in that way, because I, what I was going to identify was that what I've noticed about both of you is sort of this... Uh, a bit of a fear of greatness, right? I and mean, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but uh, and maybe there's like something that I'm noticing, and you can put your own words to it. But this, this, this fear of it being too good, like too good to be trueness, right? <laughs> and too that 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 potentially is there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we're all, um, we're all the the outcome of our childhood. And um, as hard as we work to avoid that, you know, we, we just grew up in a really unique way and being vulnerable was, was really drilled into us as a negative. And we saw it as a weakness and we didn't want to be weak. So we really toughened up as kids and we were really like You know, told to toughen up, like the words, toughen up, get your shit together, like don't cry, don't do this, don't be dramatic, don't make everyone else's, you know, deal with your problems, just like pull your shit together. And so it's been challenging for us as women, because we're always, as women, having to find that balance between our strength and our vulnerability. And seeing them as the same thing has been really hard for my sisters and I. We really see vulnerability as weakness. And strength as hardness mm. and it's taken mm. our adult life you know now we're trying to undo that wiring because we don't want to be women who are tough and hardened
1: yeah. yeah which is really telling as to why the manifesting conversation and that it, it is so jarring for you because manifesting is about softening and allowing and Relaxing those protection mechanisms, because manifesting isn't about doing anything truly. It's it's much more about being softer, being more receptive, tapping into more of a feminine vib- vibration, for lack of a better word. And forget manifesting, like the actual attracting of things. And let's just talk about being more connected in general and not just connected to people or connected to ourselves but connected even to our inspiration and our intuition and the synchronicities of life and the the possibilities of what could be without us even having to make anything happen and and not that we don't show up for what's unfolding but that receptive nature and so if we if we have if anyone out there has sort of a fear of vulnerability or a need to control things, which is like most women are like raising their hands, um, or a need to control, not about the vulnerability piece, not necessarily, but like the controlling or the, I have to make it happen, or it's never going to happen. Or if I don't do it, nobody else will. Or I can't show that softer side or any of those storylines, which typically a lot of female entrepreneurs carry. We can create a lot in life, but we're actually limiting our capacity to what is actually even possible. So if I were to look at you and your sisters right now or just the two of you, even you and Sarah right now, two women who from afar I admire for having like mad skills, super entrepreneurial, absolutely epically beautiful, doing such fun things, super funny as hell. Like I would just be like, oh, God, they have made it, right? Like I think many, many women out there, like they have made it. And I see that, but I also can see – there is a massive level that is even possible beyond even what you've hold what you're holding now, and there's this this beautiful message that we're we're far more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, and that's not even I don't mean that with your career like your career is like so massive like keep going do what you're doing it's working, I mean just sort of from the sense of the expansiveness. That inner power that and it's happening. It's already happening. Like the, you know, I've noticed from Sarah and you just being vulnerable here. It's like you're cracking open. And that is happening to a lot of people right now, right? A lot of people are sort of cracking open to that softer, more receptive, more 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 of an internal parent to show up for mm-hmm. themselves. And that is that is the secret to manifesting. That is a secret because we, we can't call in what we can't hold. Okay, this is important. You can't attract, you can attract what you can't hold, but you won't keep it. And so the way that particularly people, you and your sisters are super attractors, whether you realize it or not, because you do have a lot of belief in yourselves. You do believe in yourselves, right? And you have fun and you're living in joy. And so those are all, like, those are all qualities of being a super attractor. But to get, like, to expand that, you have to be able to really receive it and hold it.
0: When you talk about attracting, I think that there's something um, more accessible to me about the thought of attracting things as opposed to manifesting them, which in my mind is like creating something out of thin air feels like I would need to be so powerful to do that versus attracting something is sort of like a pull you can create inside of yourself. And it really makes me think about so many of the women that listen to our podcast, you know, so many women are struggling with figuring out the... Um, love versus career aspect of their life and pulling things into their life that they really want, but they don't want to want it too much because then you um, push it away. And I think back to my 20s when I was dating terrible people and I was in so many toxic relationships and my life was just like constantly chaotic. And I was always saying, you know, well, this this guy was a cheater and this guy's a sociopath and this guy was a liar and this guy did this to me. And and it was always, you know, and these, by the way, were terrible fucking guys, but there was something that was drawing them towards me. And And I look back in hindsight and I see that as much as I thought everything was their fault, I was attracting them in my life. And women don't realize the way that you're giving someone permission to treat you that way. There were so many signs early on that someone was going to be lying to me. Someone was going to make me feel small. Someone was going to make me feel insecure in the relationship. And I would see that as a sign to go deeper with them. And, and fix that in them as opposed to get the fuck out. And you don't realize how if someone is toxic, if someone is looking to take advantage of you, if someone wants to fuck with you, there are really early signs that you're gonna let them or that you're not gonna let them. And if you're not gonna let them, then they don't wanna be with you. And so the chaos in my life was, was, like, was like a green light to these guys. It was like, come fuck with me. I will allow it over and over and over again. I will let you do it for years on end. And it wasn't until I cleaned up my life that I attracted someone who was clean and didn't want to fuck with me, you know? So I think it's so important for us to realize our part in these things. And it's not about blame, but we have a role that we're playing. There's something about it we like, right? It's
1: proving something to us. We attract who we are. We attract who we believe we are. Mm -hmm. So you what you said was beautiful I was gonna then my next follow-up question was be like, well so what changed when you attracted Simon right because like you have this really awesome husband who I think many women out there are like wow that's an amazing man and and he also is such a beautiful reflection of how amazing you are and it's all so good it's also good so the you already answered the question which is I did a lot of work on myself and so It's not the secret to manifesting isn't about like making a list or vision boarding or or doing, you know, doing some strange thing or even just reading a book. It's about feeling good. It's about changing the beliefs that you have about who you are. And that really happens in therapy. That happens with your own deep dive of whatever personal growth path you choose to land in, because The Just as you said, the stories and the pretenses that we've built up around ourselves are all protection mechanisms that we live in and out of, really threatened by at all times. And those protection mechanisms are always on high alert to avoid ever having to feel the pain from those childhood wounds. And so when we start to relax those parts of us that are in protector mode all the time, that's when we can soften. That's when we can be receptive. That's when we can attune our energy to feeling better. And that's when we can receive what is of our highest and best. And here you are. I mean, you've you've manifested your husband.
0: It's not about finding a new guy. It's about finding a new you. That new There you, you go, baby. Right. There you go. And that that's pull, right. Pulls, I mean, if you think about the if you think about like ourselves at our worst point and maybe the worst point kind of is on cycles, right? But at a low point where we're attracting bad relationships. If you, if a guy were to see you across the room and like you're defensive, you're insecure, you're tightly wound, you're, you know, looking for signs of cheating or lying, you're, you know, you don't trust, you're you're aggressive, you're edgy, all these things. They're signals that you're like out of alignment emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. So if that person is like, that's my girl...
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's a that's a that's a disconnect that's not a connection
1: right that's that's exactly right because so we attract often in romantic relationships the 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 fix to our inadequacy right so like let's say we feel that we're empty here and this person's empty here, then our emptiness can come together and complete itself. That's not true. Because really that emptiness just continues to be a back and forth trigger forever until, it's, until the work is done. So when we're in that place of not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough or believing that this is what I deserve or whatever it might be, then of course, we're going to be like a moth to the flame. For all those folks that want to just dive into that. And it's not that these men are bad. It's that they too are underdeveloped. And so what happens often is these two partners can come together in that way. And there's two scenarios. One, it blows up. Or two, the folks decide to do the work together. There's actually three scenarios. And the work together becomes a beautiful opportunity for personal growth and spiritual development. And I, you know, I can testify to that in my own marriage. You know, my husband and I came together with a lot of our own broken parts and have continued to grow and heal and become more whole as humans, not because of each other, but because of our growth.
0: Did you meet your husband before you had been doing the work or after you've been doing the
1: work? I was doing work always, but I don't think I was, I mean, this was seven, it was... 17 years ago almost, right? So, uh, or no, 15 years ago. So, we, you know, there's a lot of work I was doing then, but not where I am here. The yet.
0: majority of the growth happened together.
1: The majority of our growth happened together. I mean, almost half of our lives we've been together. Less than that, but almost. And, but the third scenario, right, is that two folks come together and their incomplete parts come together. and It's like, oh, let's meet up and let's try to fill each other's hole. But- Really, what ultimately can happen, too, is that one person starts to do the work. And as that person starts to do the work and this person doesn't, the vibration no longer matches. And that's very much what happened to you. So, like, as you started to heal and you started to elevate and you started to feel there, these guys, those, those guys that were not, those, that, that hadn't done the work, they no longer could even see you in the room. Because you were no longer... Maybe they thought you were hot, but they were friff, scared as F, right? Like they might run for the hills because you no longer were a match. They could... And and energy is so strong. We can always step into a room and and whether we recognize it or not, just like a vortex, you know, just go straight to the folks that are going to be our people in the darkest moments and in the lightest moments. I remember I, I... I've been sober 17 years, but when I was using drugs, I was a cocaine addict in my early 20s. I would go into the club and I'd be like, you know, good knows good. And I was like, we all recognize ourselves in each other. It's was like, no, I just recognize everybody else that was doing coke, yeah. right? <laughs> you, know, so you And you attract yourself to, you You are a magnet for for your likeness. And that happens in careers, that happens in relationships, that happens in friendships. And so... A good sign of your personal growth and development will be when you start attracting healthy, whole people into your life.
0: Yes. It's such a reflection of the energy you're putting out. I really believe that. I really, because I feel like I'm like living proof of that. Okay. I'm so glad that I can do the Foria ad by myself without Sarah breathing close to me while I talk about the sexual company called Foria, which is helping you have better sex with or without a partner. Um, They have amazing products. Like they have this Awaken arousal oil and a sex oil. Um, and it really just changes the way that you experience sex and pleasure and orgasms. And like, who doesn't want better orgasms? And it's by the way, it's very important to say this is, you know, obviously all natural plant-based ingredients to intensify the sexual pleasure that you can experience and to relieve discomfort. We don't want any nasty chemicals going up inside of you. Um, And so this arousal oil, it's basically like, it is like a juicy warm-up that helps you just get really turned on and increases your pleasure and deepens orgasms. And um, they use CBD and they use warming sensation inducing like organic botanicals that, you know, just intensify your sensitivity and It's really just like, if you need to kick your sex life back into gear, I think that you should absolutely try Foria. It is a fantastic company. Their products are wonderful and they're all clean. So I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure, wherever you can find it as much as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com dot com slash foster or just use the code foster at checkout that is f o r i a wellness.com slash foster for 20 percent off your first order i recommend trying their awaken arousal oil and the sex oil you're welcome okay fly by jing is a really interesting company um they're doing something very different i really like their products They are the first modern Chinese food company in America. Uh, They put spicy chili crisp on the map. And they basically have all of these delicious, intense, fantastic Chinese food flavors that you can put on anything at home. So basically, you know, there are certain kinds of foods you just... Don't feel like you can make on your own. You don't feel like you can replicate the flavors. And so Fly by Jing gives you all these delicious sauces, all these different Szechuan sauces that you can put on literally anything. They have a mala spice mix. They have a Szechuan chili crisp. These are all sauces that are all 100% vegan. They're all natural. They're non-GMO and they taste good on literally everything. You can put them on savory things. You can put them on sweet things and they really just elevate any meal that you're eating and taste delicious. They're like addicting. They like the flavors are incredible. So I've already gone through my spicy chili crisp jar like three times over. It's also a female founded company and all their packaging is really fun. So if you're ready to step up your game and elevate your favorite recipes, get 15% off your entire order at flybyjing.com slash foster, or use the code foster at checkout. That is F L Y B Y J I N com slash foster for 15% off your first order. You can also find Fly By Jing in over 2,500 locations across the country, including Costco, Whole Foods, Target, and Wegmans. Thank you, Fly By Jing. I know that a lot of people, myself included, we're, we're scared of the concept of manifesting because what if we're attracting negative things because we're having negative thoughts? What if our fears are attracting, you know, um, the things that we don't want in our life. Like I'm so scared to, you know, obviously I'm trying to get pregnant, right? I've been trying to get pregnant for like
1: 50 years. The first thing I will say for you and for any of your listeners, the best way I could support you, I did a talk for Oprah Super Soul Sessions and it's called The Universe Has Your Back is the talk. And you just Google it on YouTube. But it's the spiritual practice of surrender. And it really mm-hmm. tells the story of how I had to, what I did to surrender to the manifestation of, bringing in my son.
0: Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, There's a fear around, obviously you have the negative thoughts, right? I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get pregnant. I'm never going to find love. I'm never going to have that job. I'm never going to be able to buy a house. And we become so consumed with the negative thoughts I mean, I've had acupuncturists, you know, tell me to have these visualizations, like these positive visualizations. And every time I do it, these like horrific negative scenarios just shoot into my mind. And then I'm like, oh fuck, what if I manifest that instead of the good thing? And well, what can we talk about? It's not about that, that, that you're gonna
1: manifest it's not that you're gonna manifest the bad thing, Aaron, but it's that you're blocking the good thing. Right. So look. If we repeat something enough and enough and we believe something enough and enough and enough, then yeah, you know, you said it, like you were in a belief system that was attracting negative guys, right? Right now, it's not that you're going to attract a bad situation. It's that you're blocking the energy, literally the energy. And it's so interesting because you're talking about such feminine energy, receptive energy. We're talking about vulnerable energy. We're talking about energy that can hold a container for more. And there is a big block there that you've self-identified And then continue to, you know, really reiterate when you say things like trying to visualize what I really want here, you know, and then I sabotage it. So the the practice truly is suspending the disbelief. And the practice really is giving yourself over to the possibilities. I cannot fucking wait to talk to you after you watch the Super Soul Talk because it gives the steps. That I had to go through. And by the end of that talk, I actually didn't have my son yet. It wasn't like I was like, oh, here's my super soul talk on how to surrender and manifest and the universe has your back, and here's my baby. Like I wasn't, I was still figuring it out, still deciding what the next step was. I was still not conscious of how I would conceive. But I was in an energy of receptivity. And I really had to make that emotional and spiritual adjustment to be able to clear the space to allow the creative possibilities for my son to come into my life. And it's important for me to to share that sometimes you can be in that place and you can hold all the creative possibilities and you can manifest it and it doesn't work out the way you wanted. And that still is in the highest order. I was just going to say, do you believe,
0: cause I, I believe this. I, I believe that we don't always know what we're meant to have and we don't always know what should be manifested in our life. I know that if like the 26 year old version of myself was able to manifest the things that I thought I wanted, I would be fucked right now because I had no clue what was right for me. And I would have been pulling in the wrong person and I would, you know, have an eight year old with some like loser that I don't ever want to speak to again. So I, Sometimes we shouldn't be able to attract the thing that we want, right? There's a higher power that we haven't fully connected to yet. I really believe that my um, intention should not be, I'm going to get pregnant. It should be, I want to be at peace. I want to be at peace with whatever it is. Because I don't know if I know what's right for me. And I can't only be happy with one specific outcome because life you go. life is so much bigger go. than that.
1: When we get so hooked into the how and the when and the way, we actually are blocking the baby from coming through. We're blocking the partner from coming through, We're blocking the job from coming through, because often it's far different than we imagined. And I'll give you an example, Erin, okay. So and this isn't an example to, to to create stress for you. This is an example that that has some some tinges of sadness, but it actually is coming out on the other side with grace. And I can't remember if I shared about that. I'm sure I did, but I think I shared about this in the other episode. So we'll just recap here. But you know, I did I did try to conceive another child. It took a while to conceive Oliver, my son, and then I did. And then it took it took me a year of IVF to try to get to another child. And I believe I shared this on the show, but I. Finally, got to the one healthy embryo, one, and I conceived and I was pregnant for five and a half months. And at the twenty-week scan, unfortunately, the, my my son was not growing, and I had to have an abortion to save my life, which is a whole other fucking conversation yes, that we can have here if we want to. Mm-hmm. But an abortion that <laughs> saved my fucking life, so I could be a mother to my child and a wife to my husband and a of service to the world. Okay, so let's go there at some point later. Yep, but. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I will, will tell you that right here, right now, it's about six months post the DNE, maybe eight months now. I'm so sorry. Yes. That soul, Owen, has given me a lot of gifts. One, I had to go through a year of IVF to get pregnant, to carry for five and a half months to be 42 years old having an abortion to have to let go of this child because he wasn't well, to only then be go through one more round of IVF to see if I could make an embryo just to give it that last shot, to not even have enough eggs that would even fertilize to get there, to come to where I am right here right now, where when I got the call that says, okay, your eggs aren't even fertilizing, we can't even get them out, I was like, ah, thank you. To be in a place right now where I am so relieved and grateful to be the parent of one child. And I tell you and I promise you, promise you, there is no way in hell I would have been able to get there without the full journey of what I had to go through. And so that baby that did come through came through to know what it was like to be loved by me. And he came through to give me the opportunity to know that it was okay to not want that. And my story is my story. Everybody's got their own story. But the point I'm making is I thought it had to be one way, but now I can look back and say my receptivity, my openness, my willingness guided me every step of the way, even through a horrific experience, which I know you've been through. Any woman that's gone through any kind of uh, fertility treatment, it's, it's not easy. We all have something that we understand. but the But the point being is that there will be a moment where you're going to look back and say, thank God it happened that way. Mm
0: -hmm. I really do believe that loss and frustration and forks in the road that send you down paths you don't want to be on. I really think that that is the recipe and the formula for appreciating your life. I think that without that, you don't really know what to appreciate because you don't know how good it can be and you don't know how bad it can be. And I never really understood the concept of gratitude. Honestly, it was just not something I could like grasp. I really couldn't figure out what to be grateful for, even though there's obvious things. I couldn't like feel it. I couldn't feel the gift of health or feel the gift of your family or anything. I just sort of felt entitled to it. And it's not been until I've gone through this, um, frustrating, like, you know, miserable journey that, I actually feel more positive and I feel more connected to myself and to like letting go of what things have to look like because it kind of just forces you to remember you don't really have control over these things unless maybe you believe differently with manifestation and like, I want to understand that better. No,
1: no, no. And actually you're touching on it right now. What you're saying is exact. Oh my God, I cannot wait for you to watch this video. Okay. But most importantly... And I also realize why you didn't read Super Attractor or maybe dabbled with it because you were meant to read my book, The Universe Has Your Back. I'm going to overnight it to you tomorrow. Okay, great. The, the, the messages in that are transforming fear into faith, not manifest, right? It's about really trusting that there is a order beyond your own, trusting that the secret to prayer is to forget what the, what you think you need. To forget what you think you need, and to really surrender it all, and that's the that's the that's the message. You know, while you thought you were coming on to talk about manifesting, I understand why you were resisting it because you think that manifesting is I got to focus on that getting that baby this way, and that's really unnerving to you. And I understand that. What I want to adjust here is instead of trying to manifest, we want to surrender. We want to surrender to what is of the highest good for all. It's surrender. It is the topic that people hate most. It is the secret to allowing what is the highest and best for you to come into your life. And one of the messages in that talk and in the book, The Universe Has Your Back, is obstacles or detours in the right direction. So let's just right here, right now, look at the years of IVF or whatever, however long it's been, and just say thank you. Because you know what, Erin, what you just said right now of just like, I am so much more focused on my gratitude, my appreciation, and I have this ability. That's your spirit, baby, being like, I'm going to make this difficult for you so that you can get that lesson so that my mom can relish in the moments with me. Yeah. I really, I feel connected to that idea.
0: And I think that can apply to so many different people in so many different situations, you know, because I don't want anyone to feel stuck on, maybe that's not what you're going through, maybe that's not your journey, but whatever the struggle is. And and a lot of women are are really stressed about not finding their partner, you know? And it's a, it's such a real thing. I mean, this world is built for two, right? You look around and you're like, fuck, I need that person to go through life with. and And I really believe that everybody deserves that like special true partner. I really believe that. But I don't believe everyone gets it because they get in their own way. You know, I think we all know people that you go, fuck, like, I can see what you're doing wrong, but you can't see what you're doing wrong. I see the way you're blocking it. I see the way you refuse to see um, what's right for you, what's good for you. And it's so hard to watch, but you can't make somebody get there any faster. And I really think that people are so focused on I mean, you have to be on dating apps. You have to be doing all those things. You have to be putting yourself out there. But you're so focused on like the person you're attracting, as opposed to the person that you are. You know, who actually is the attractor, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited that this came up around dating too, because what I would say to this person, this 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 you know this this woman, let's speak to you directly, who's, it's the same thing I would say to you. Same thing I'm saying to you. We have to let go of the frame. And focus on the content. So how do I want to feel in this relationship? Who do I want to be in this relationship? Start feeling into that feeling. Like, what does it feel like, right? Create more romance in your life. So go out on dates with your girlfriends or, you know, go to, go to like, what is your dream date? Like, go with your best friend and just make that energy so much more vibrant in your life rather than something that's lacking. And then, also, really focusing on rather than it needs to look exactly this way. We talked about this in the last episode, so people can go back and listen to this. You can have your non-negotiables, which we, which I did with Jen, and she was super clear about what was non-negotiable. And those non-negotiables are like, you know, i you know, i I want my partner to be vulnerable. I want them to be able to. Uh, take care of me or I want them, you know, whatever, you know, care about my feelings, whatever the big stuff is. But the other stuff, like how tall he is or how much money he has or whatever that is, you have to wear that. You can hold that, but you have to let it let it be loose. You have to surrender it because it's that stuff that gets in the way of really seeing who's possible.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> it feels weird to talk about Athletic Greens without Sarah Foster sitting next to me she knows it inside and out. Um, Athletic Greens, just to remind you, you just put one scoop and you have it every day. Okay. In that one scoop, it has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, so many other things. It's all high quality. It's all bioavailable ingredients. They all work together to fill all the nutritional gaps in your diet energy and focus and aids with gut health and digestion, all the important things, your immune system. And it just replaces so many products and pills and it it tastes good, honestly. Um, It is a superfood product. It is so comprehensive. It's just you just, you have to try it. You really try to try it. You have to try it. Everyone who comes over to my house sees it and is like, is this the stuff you guys talk about? I want to try it. And people love it. It really makes a difference. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune supporting free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. And the travel packs are very good to have with you. Um, with your first purchase, if you visit athleticgreens.com slash foster today, Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com foster to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Okay, guys, with or without this ad, whether they were sponsoring or not, I'm obsessed with Sakara. I'm truly obsessed with it. First of all, I've been getting Sakara delivered to me on and off for the last few years. Something has happened in the last year where their meals have elevated from really good to like incredible like they are phenomenal meals the food has somehow gotten even better and what i love about it is that they always highlight a special ingredient that's anti-inflammatory that has antioxidants in it they explain it to you and it's part of their meal for the week and so you really understand what you're eating and food as medicine as a concept is something that i am like very connected to and i hope that other people are going to be connected to it too um their food is so clean. It helps boost your energy. It helps support digestion helps with your sugar cravings. It tastes delicious. And for me personally, if I'm getting a meal delivered to me and like shipped to me, I just, I personally don't really want animal products because it just freaks me out. So I love delivery food that is all plant-based because then you just kind of know whatever you're eating, it's clean. It's not, you know, old and Sakara is just doing it right. They're doing it really different than other companies. And, um, they also have a lot of great products. They have all these functional snacks like super seeds and nut blends and metabolism, super powder. I love their protein bars. It's just kind of endless. They're a really, really impressive company. The food is delicious. And right now Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. When you go to sakara.com slash foster or enter the code foster at checkout, that is Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash foster to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash foster. I also think people get stuck on, you know, I have this experience with, because Simon and I will go do, you know, do podcast episodes and stuff. And, and, and not to say like, Simon's an amazing person. Like clearly he is like a fantastic person, like very special, but he was not that person for the women who dated him in the past. He was not the husband he is to me, to them. He is not the boyfriend that he was to me, to them. He's like that for me cuz he's my match. And so people get stuck on this idea of, oh, well that husband does this for her and and that partner is better and this person does but it's really about a connection between two people. Like nobody in Simon's past would ever have described him the way that I'm describing him because he wasn't yeah. half the partner for them. You know, I wasn't, I'm like a great wife. Like I take pride in being a wife. Like it's something I love to be. I, a Jewish wife. And a Jewish <laughs> wife at that. Like the ultimate perfect yes, Jewish you're wife. Jewish wife. Thank you. <laughs> But I've never been an amazing girlfriend. I've never taken care of anyone the way that I take care of my husband because they didn't deserve it. You know, they didn't bring out the best in me. I was too scared to be vulnerable. You know, I was too scared to take care of someone because I felt like I was being like a doormat if I cooked for them or if I, you know, tended to their needs or was thoughtful. I had such a hard edge with people. So I think that like we get stuck on looking at what's on someone else's plate and thinking like, okay... There's a formula. I need the Simon or I need to be this way like Aaron's being or like Gabby's being. And then but yeah. that's, that's not what it
1: is. There's no way, right? There, th- here's the deal. Relationships are spiritual assignments for personal growth and transformational inner healing, if you choose to see it that way. All the shitty relationships that you have had in the past were perfectly and divinely planted to kick you in the ass enough times where you said, I'm gonna go work this out. And I don't you know whether it was therapy, I don't know what you did, but you worked it out. And that I is I murdered all the of them. That was, I were, murdered all was of them. I murdered all of them. They're all you, dead. You murdered, murder, okay, good. So murder. And whatever it was that you needed to do to work it out. To get to the place where you could then be a match for someone who is a right match for you. But at the time, those men were not a wrong match for you. We have to thank them and bless them because they brought you to your knees Mm -hmm. and forced you to actually say, I'm going to crack open to something more. And we have to, there's this beautiful Rumi quote that I quote all the time. The wound is the place where the light enters you. Mm. Mm -hmm. So when we have those breaking points of like, I can't go on like this, boom, we just get catapulted with the opening Mm
0: -hmm. possibility
1: Mm -hmm. when we're at our bottom is when we are going straight to the top, because that's when we are so open and receptive.
0: Well, also, it's like, you know, life comes at you, whether you're ready for it or not. And my 40th birthday is in three weeks. And I had really, really set in my mind, there's no way I can turn 40 and not have already gotten pregnant. Like that was my thing that I decided in my mind. That's like the cliff that I don't want to fall off of. And I'm right at the cliff. It's going to happen. And you know what? I'm fine. I'm not going to die. Nothing bad is going to happen. This is the thing that life is offering me. And I really feel like what you're saying is this when life is putting your biggest fear in front of you you have to surrender because you don't have any fucking choice right like it's gonna happen yeah. no matter what right if you're scared to not get married by a certain age or not have the job you want at a certain age like you have to sort of give in to the feeling instead of running away from it. That's something I'm really learning with my anxiety, with my fears, with my reactions to things. It's like, I, I would sit in so much judgment of myself, sit in so much shame of like, Oh God, why am I so focused on that? Or why am I being so defensive? Or why am I so this or so that? And instead of just accepting like, this is the truth of who I am. and And if, when you sit with it, it kind of goes away,
1: you know, like the fear yes. is so much worse than the thing that you're afraid of. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why I don't love timelines. I don't love, I don't love, I want to focus on the content, not the frame. And to just be in the energy of, okay, I'm open. I'm ready. I'm feeling like I want this. I'm unapologetically wanting this. I'm super clear that I want this. I'll show up for what's in front of me. I'm not going to be in a forceful nature anymore. Nothing can be born out of forcing Right. So, whatever that is for any. No, but that's important. Don't
0: be in a forceful nature. I really think that that is such a profound concept because no matter what you are wanting to attract into your life, being in a forceful nature doesn't work. You can't, like we know, you can't force a child to do what you want them to do. You can't force the universe to give you what you want. You can't force a person to be, you know, a better match for you. You can't force these things. You have to stay more
1: open. And when you stop forcing, you start listening. When we surrender, when we take our hands off the wheel, when we step back and allow, when you watch the Super Soul Sessions talk, you're going to understand. I'm going to keep like, I'm going to probably text it to you as soon as we get done. When we step back and fully allow, that's when we can hear. It's in that stillness that we can hear our intuition. Mm -hmm. It's in the controlling fear vibration that we block it. Mm
0: -hmm. What does it look like to you when let's just create like a scenario of a woman who um, is in this cycle with a guy that's wrong for her and, you know, ghosts her one day, sleeps with her the next day, like leads her on, keeps her hanging. She's, She's getting older and it's not the right person for her, but she's like obsessed, right? And she is so focused on manifesting that person loving her back. Like that's what she's putting out into the universe is like, I need Josh to finally make me feel secure and finally be in love with me. That's what she's reading your book to create. That's what her she's focused on is like this guy. But we know, you know, as outsiders, that that's not really what's meant for her. What does that look like in manifestation?
1: Well, she's reading the wrong book. Because when we keep trying to make someone who we think they should be or force an outcome because we don't feel adequate enough to let go. And the book isn't about manifesting. The book is about going inward and doing the deeper work. This is my latest book, Happy Days. I'm just like thankfully can diagnose people with books at this point, or not diagnose. I can prescribe people books, but it's, it's th- the biggest manifesting book I've ever written. And it's called happy days, the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. And a lot of folks were like, Whoa, I don't want a trauma book. I just want super attractor. I want universalize your back. I want to just do that kind of miracle work. If you really want to manifest you got to clean up all the belief systems that are blocking you from attracting what you want.
0: Mm -hmm. So you believe that that person, the person who's reading it the right way will be able to see it's not about getting that person to love you the right way.
1: Yeah, I mean, forget the books, but like the point I'm making is stop trying to read the books that's going to attract something into your life and start focusing on why you are a point of attraction for someone who is isn't available. Yes, yes.
0: <sighs> I think that's very powerful because I think people just don't realize the. I just I, I I I see it and I've been it before where you, you know, you're attracting the thing that you think is going to fix everything, and then you realize years later that you were focused on the wrong on the wrong thing. So I was just curious, sort of, what what the universe does with well, here,
1: that. Here's another thing I would recommend, and I actually think you could do it too, which is. Um, Take a look at the stuff that hasn't been working, right? And see see in that scenario, the partner, whatever it might be, see in it, what have I learned from this experience? What have I learned from this? What can I celebrate about this? And focus on what's thriving now. When we focus on what's thriving, we actually create more of what we want. So taking that time it's just and, and you did it without even having any guidance you were like I can see now fully how grateful I am for the relationships and my family and my connections and like I'm living more fully now- mm-hmm. absolutely now asking yourself like would you yeah that that sucks to have to have gone through all that to get to here but now you're here let's enjoy that and thrive in that and don't wish to shut the door on what what it took to get there that's why we're here we're here in these bodies having these human experiences to unlearn the fears of the world and to remember that that divine connection and grace and appreciation and and being in full bodied communion with others and all of the things that we don't get to when we're hustling so hard to run from the deeper feelings.
0: Mm -hmm. I think also, you know, there's, there's that, I don't even know if we've said it, talked about it on the podcast, that Jen, I remember Jen told me this, let's like this like riddle thing, you know, where this guy is like, there's a flood and he goes on his roof and, and everyone, right. right. The boat comes, he's like, God will save me. Yes, that's
1: exactly right. I actually reference that parable often when I talk about my fertility journey. Mm -hmm. It's like, it was like, you know, the, I, I, we can just sort of reference it. it's like the, the guy's drowning and he gets you know a, a, a raft and he's like i don't want a raft god's gonna save me and then they they send like a rowboat and say like, i don't need a rowboat god's gonna save me and then they send an airplane i'm just a bit butch- butch- butchering this but send the airplanes it's like i don't need a lift out i'm gonna you know god's gonna save me and then he drowns and then he gets to heaven and he's like god why didn't you save me and god was like i sent you a fucking rowboat yes. like, i sent you a raft i sent you an airlift <laughs> like what were you you know you got look. For you got to be really receptive to what's coming through for you. Yes.
0: And so I think like sometimes the pain is a message. If you're in deep pain in a relationship, if there's a person who makes you feel so sad, who makes you feel not worthy, who makes you second guess yourself, the pain of that is a message. Now, I don't know what God is. Like my interpretation of God is probably different than somebody else's and it should be, right? Everyone should have their own version of what the universe is and what God is. I don't know what it is, but I know that that is sending you a message. Something's not right here. You don't need to be feeling more of this. You need to feel less of this, right? You need to pull away Mm. from the things making you feel this way. We feel this need Mm -hmm. to, to, we're so attracted to the person that puts us in pain because we keep thinking that A, that's what we deserve or that we can change that person and then we'll be really valuable. But Mm. I see that pain as as such a message that we ignore, You know, that pain is a message that like something here is off.
1: You are not, I know you're not supposed to feel that way. I just know it. It's a sign that something needs tending to. Yes. When you have a swollen ankle, you most likely are going to go to the doctor and see what's up. But when it comes to mental health, not how we approach things. If we're attracting, or we're addicted, or we're attracting the wrong relationship in an addictive way, or we're addicted to alcohol or drugs, or we're having some form of anxiety, or we 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 override it. We think that the partner will fix it, the job will fix it, the baby will fix it. None of that's true. This journey that you've been on is. I'm just keep coming back to you because I really want you to. I really want you to hold this. It's exactly perfect. It's it's truly perfect because. To just see where you are right now, it it takes that level of of peeling back the onion, and and when things are good, like you got this great husband, you have got this great career, you've got this beautiful uh, family around you, it's hard to have the willingness to start to rip back those layers. And so we are gifted when we're given difficult experiences. At times, we are gifted the opportunity to peel back. The layers to go deeper to that core of who we are and to get to what is actually really the right thing, the real right, the correct manifestation.
0: I appreciate that. And I agree with it. And I think that, um, that, you know, when we talk about my relationship and where I'm at in my life and Simon, and I just did an episode together and, and people have such nice things to say, right? About that for one second, awake energy. It's such a real thing
1: so freaking real it's so like, real don't real. think for a second that you could walk in the room and change your clothes and like while i'm sleeping like no Thank that's you. a weak energy
0: i know i was so validated i was so validated by that
1: yeah, but, but I, carry on so
0: but the point is that notes. is that like we have a lightness in our relationship right we have a lightness and we laugh together and we're connected but we're going through something really challenging right now for yes. years yeah right? And we still have the lightness regardless of that. And we're in pain. We're going through fucking hell together. But the dynamic that is there is there whether we're struggling or we're not, whether we're in that pain or we're not. The happiness has to be all encompassing with that challenge, with that struggle. It's not like, oh, look at that couple over there. They're so great. They have no issues, no problems. They're so happy. It's like, look at that couple. They're so happy and they have issues and they have problems and fears and things that haven't come into their life yet. It's all there together. It's not like anyone has it figured out more than the next person. It's like a choice, right?
1: Yeah. It's what I call having fun along the way. So even if it's not there yet, but you're focused on having fun with that husband and joking around and doing fun podcasts and cooking together and being a Jewish wife and all the fun things that go along with your life, you are absolutely putting yourself in a greater point of attraction to be open and aware to the possibilities of this child coming through. And so it's 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 that's something that you've been doing that is a manifesting method that you didn't even realize you were doing, having fun along the way.
0: Yes, it's so true, and really that like can apply to so many people in their in their lives. And that when you because everyone's frustrated about something or stuck on something. Okay. Noom, we've talked about before. I have so many friends who have used Noom or are still on Noom and they really love it because it is a psychological approach. It is They use cognitive behavior therapy to approach your overall wellness and your relationship to food. I think that food and diet has such an emotional element and it's so important to understand like the whys behind your eating habits so that you can break unhealthy cycles um, and break them for good, by the way, and just make more intentional choices. So it's not about having a specific goal in mind. This isn't like a, you know, lose weight on this app. It's like, get to your best self. How do you feel best? How do you feel the strongest? Do you feel like there's constantly inflammation? Do you feel sick after you eat? Do you feel, I mean, maybe it is weight related or maybe it's brain fog. Like these things are all connected and tied to food. And so Noom has a great way of just helping you figure out what that is. It's all grounded in science and, um, it can really help you, you know, take a look at your, um, relationship with food and, and make big changes. So break the cycle with motivation and support from Noom weights, psychology-based approach. Sign up for the trial today at noom.com slash foster. That is N O O M.com slash foster to sign up for your trial today. Okay. I think through the process of osmosis, um, you guys are just going to subliminally start wanting to buy and Branch sheets because you are hearing it all the time. It's like I'm hypnotizing you. Bowling Branch sheets, they are organic. They are softer than anything I've ever felt. It is really important to be sleeping on clean organic sheets that are not you know, bathed in chemicals that you aren't breathing all night for your kids who are smushing their face into the pillow at night to have clean products. Um, And so what this company is doing is really important. They have extremely ethical practices. They have 10,000 stellar reviews. They use the highest quality threads on earth. They are 100% free from toxins, meaning there's no pesticides, no formaldehyde, no other harsh chemicals ever used in their products. Um, and their sheets are just so, so, so soft. So, the, so I just can't find any reason to ever use anything else. Their sheets are not just buttery, but they're also breathable and they're impossibly soft right at the start. You don't have to wash them for them to get soft. There's just nothing better 100% organic cotton and the greatest threads on earth for superior softness. There's just no reason to not use them. So get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code FOSTER15 at bullandbranch.com. That is bowl and branch b o l l and branch.com promo code foster15 okay so a lot of people did write in a lot of questions because i think you guys were going so deep with sarah that you guys didn't really get to enough questions cuz she was having her awakening with you which i was so happy that she had um so are there any tips you have to eliminate the negative thoughts when you when you really need to be confident?
1: There's a practice that I have that's pretty much a through line throughout Super Attractor, and it's something I talk about a lot. And it's called the Choose Again Method. And it's not about overriding your feelings, but it's about shifting the focus. And actually, it, it has to start by honoring the feeling and the thought. So we all have negative fear-based thoughts that are on repeat. And so you may have one right now about the baby and somebody has one about the boyfriend or whatever it is. And it's on repeat, 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 repeat. And so the the work here is to notice the fear-based thought in the moment. Notice that thought. Notice how it makes you feel. That's the first step. The second step is to forgive yourself for having the thought. So we have to diffuse it by saying up. There is a thought that I just keep thinking. That's not who I am. That's not the reality I want to create. I forgive myself for having that thought. I forgive the thought. Like, oh, that's just the thought that I keep thinking. And what that does is it separates you from the thought. It's no longer I'm not good enough. It's, oh, there's that thought that I'm not good enough again. Or it's not I'm, you know, never going to be single, never going to have a partner. It's, oh, there's that thought that I'm never going to have a partner. There it is again. Okay. I forgive the thought forgive myself for having it. And the third step is to choose again. And this is simple. This is reaching for the next best feeling thought. So let's imagine you're in the story of the, you know, nothing's working, nothing's working, whatever, whatever the storyline is. Notice the thought, notice how it makes you feel. Just be conscious of it. Forgive the thought and forgive yourself for having the thought. And then go into the choose it again would be as simple as well, I had that really great conversation with Gabby yesterday and I actually want to go back and re-listen to it so I can lean into some of those more, more positive storylines that felt really good to me. And I've now got a lot more grace in my life because I've been through this experience. And I can actually look back and I'm going to give myself a moment to really thank that experience for all that it has been because now it's putting me in this new point of attraction. And I've got this amazing husband and he's holding my hand through this. And I am open to creative possibilities. And the more open I am to creative possibilities, the more likely this is all going to come into fruition. And I'm so proud of myself for having the bravery to do this work. And you just keep going and going and going. And you're not going from the place of like, I I can't conceive to I'm a mom, right? Like you can't go there. Your brain, your your ego is going to be like, fuck you. But instead letting yourself reach like a ladder to the next best feeling thought, to the next best feeling thought, to the next best feeling thought. If you were in despair and you can get yourself to boredom, that's an excellent Mm -hmm. place to be. Right.
0: So you just sort of flood your mind with the positive reinforcement.
1: But you can't do it without the first two steps because
0: you embrace the negativity first, right? You embrace it. Don't run away from it and then flood with the
1: positivity. Well, you notice it and you give it permission to be there and you don't push it away. And then you, because the thing is, is what we resist will persist. So what we, we have these thoughts on repeat and then we'll just go eat over it or we'll go, you know, work over it or we'll go drink over it. We'll do something to avoid it. But if we just looked at it and just said, oh, there's that thought again. Let me forgive myself for having that thought. Let me forgive that thought. For what's repeated over and over again, that thought's a part of me that's young. It's you know, it's 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 not who I am, and then just from that place, you have a different relationship to the belief system, and then you can start to reach for a better feeling thought.
0: Hmm. I think that's great advice. Now, what um, another question that somebody wrote in about was how to manifest things without obsessing over them. Right? Where's the where's the the line between manifesting and obsessing?
1: thats the, This is the manic manifester. That's, that person is a manic manifester. And what I want to point out is that we have these moments in our life where we are wanting to control the outcome so much. And the second that you notice that you're trying to control the outcome, that's the moment that you need to take your hands off the wheel and surrender fully and completely. That's the moment when you need to say, I have to stop manifesting and start allowing. I'm going to go... You know, listen to that episode again with Gabby and Aaron or I'm going to whatever it might be. I'm going to go deep in my my practice of therapy, whatever that is, because or, or, you know, or stop stop doing the manifesting work and start doing the faith work. Right. Go read. uh, The universe has your back. Do something that really gets you into the place of surrendering.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and that's interesting because, you know, taking your hands off the wheel, some people might think, okay, now you're just on autopilot. You're not trying anymore. You're not trying to find a husband. You're not trying to get what if it all just passes you by. But but it's not about autopilot, right? Cuz you're still the idea is that you're not obsessing about the thing, but you're still working on yourself. You still are going to therapy. You're still reading the
1: books. You're still doing the work, right? You're still active. You're still having fun along the way. You know, if you listen back to the other Aaron and Jen, uh, Sarah and Jen episode, Jen so openly shared this beautiful manifesting story of, you know, all the work that she did to, to feel into the feelings and all the things that she did. But then the biggest step that allowed her to manifest this new love into her life was the step of letting go. I think that, that to really expand and grow in life, we have to be willing to take risks and we have to be brave enough to wonder what lives beneath that pain. When we do become brave enough to get into the inquiry of what lives beneath that pain and to do the work around it, whatever that work is, then we can live a really beautiful life, a very different life than the one that we once lived. But it's, it takes bravery, it takes courage, it takes a lot of self-compassion and some heavy lifting, some, some willingness to be uncomfortable.
0: Yes. That's such a huge part of it. It's such a huge part of it is the willingness to be uncomfortable. There's a question that stood out to me that that I liked. Um the question is, I've been letting I've been let down by signs. I see them, I get excited, and then it didn't happen. What does it mean?
1: When you don't get a sign, that is a sign. So when we ask the universe to present us with a sign, you know, am I on the right track? Am I getting what I'm wanting? We will get it or we won't. And if we don't, that's a sign too. Mm. The other thing also is, while there's all these beautiful methods and practices, you know, don't play magic games with the universe. You know, I, I, wanna, I teach a lot of these methods and I teach you how to get in communion with this energy beyond your own. But the, when you notice yourself controlling and, and trying to force that, that's just another form of manic manifesting. And it's just another block in the way. So I would just say, stop asking for the signs, step back, sit still, listen to your own intuition.
0: Mm. Yeah, because you're not in control. Even when you're manifesting, you're not in control, right?
1: The secret to manifesting is to let go of control.
0: Right. So the the myth is that you think manifesting means you are learning how to control the universe.
1: (laughs) No, that's actually the big block. That's the biggest block.
0: Got it. I guess it's more digestible if you don't think that you're responsible for controlling the universe.
1: You have no You have no control. The only thing you have control over is the perceptions that you choose and the attitude you show up with.
0: Yeah. So true. Well, there are so many things that we could talk about forever, but I
1: know that you... Um, I well, I you told Jen and it. Sarah that my, on my bucket list is a slumber party with you guys. <laughs> we're (laughs) available i would like to make my way to la and just move in for a night and do you not live in uh, la i
0: thought you did live in la
1: no i live in new york oh i didn't know that if i lived in la erin don't you think i would have met you by now i I would have been like knocking down your fucking door i know um it was so wonderful thank you for being with me thank you so
0: much for doing this again people love hearing you and we're so grateful to have you on the podcast If you like this podcast, leave a rating I love you. This podcast is executive produced can by. Do not use that voice. I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound. Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced be, by. Can you, do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBierney. See? Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. Oh, that sounded great.